0: Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, a Kia Drive Day Special Edition. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew. <laughs> it's awfully dynamic. <laughs> yes, very up.
1: <laughs> Andrew, you went off on a jolly, didn't you? I did. I managed to escape the house briefly. And I went up to the northeast to join fellow members of the Northern Group of Motoring Writers. It was their uh, day where they were having their annual meeting and the likes, which Kia... Came and supported, and brought a bunch of cars for us all to try out and get a little dabble in their their range. Now, excellent. It's been a while since we've had a Kia.
0: I think. Yes, it was the very start of lockdown and everything, and it was the twelve week stinger.
1: Yes, it was more became drive ornament than actually driving. Yeah, unfortunately.
0: Fantastic stereo, lovely car. I just wish I could have taken it on a road trip further than you know. <laughs> so anyway, you had you didn't have cars for 12
1: weeks. Uh, no, I didn't. What,
0: what, what was the setup of the day?
1: Okay, so you, it basically was one of those first come, first serve for the variety of cars that were out there. There was more cars there than I actually tried. I got about an hour in each car. That's not bad. Newer sort of route that had a mix of dual carriageway, B roads, A roads, and that sort of stuff, and a little bit of villagey stuff as well. So nice. I felt I gave them... You know, a pretty decent workout for very much a first experience of. Now, as of hmm. ever with the drive days, an hour is not a full review. This is just you're dipping your toe in and you're getting a feel for the car.
0: What do you mean? That's 8,000 words, Andrew.
1: Well, I mean, there was there's a couple of cars I didn't even get near to actually open the door, which I have done 5,000 words for as full oh, excellent excellent so don't, don't not worry. letting
0: the side down then no, that's not important at all. <laughs> that's important yes I, I have looked at it and therefore i know all about it yes quite uh, so the first one which you did actually open the door of sit in and poodle around the countryside in kia sportage Fair.
1: it's the new sportage and it's the uh, plug-in hybrid version mm. and it's got the new kia look and it's a very bold front i have to say it, it is it is distinctive. But, but I distinctive. think it
0: looks. I think it's. Uh, it's bold and distinctive, but it's not. Oh my goodness! What is that thing coming towards me? Which is a challenge, I think, that there is with with many new
1: vehicles. No, I I totally agree with you on that. Um, I'll just run through a, a quick bit of the details. So the one I had, plug-in hybrid, it's an all-wheel drive one as well. It's the fifth generation of the Sportage, which took me back a bit. Five generations. I didn't realize it was that many. Yeah,
0: and if you look at how what it looks like now compared to what it looked like back then,
1: yeah, uh, absolutely. So
0: there's a company that's come a long way. Yeah,
1: and this one is aimed at Europe. They've designed this with Europe in mind, so the the look, the feel, the materials, and everything is very much aimed at us. Mm-hmm. And that I think uh, was reflected in how well they've executed it as well.
0: Yeah, because there's a sport I sold here, and it's slightly different. It is a Mm. bit longer, a bit bigger, yeah.
1: So there's four trim levels you could possibly have. Uh, The GT Line, the 3, the 4, the GT Line S. Um, So they start at the bottom of the range, uh, and I say bottom in inverted commas because it's not really, but at 33,355, and it goes up to 43,795 for top of the range on the road. This is the new car. It's got a new architecture and their brand new N3 platform, which is part of their design language that they're going for. And they've called this design language Opposites United. Whatever that is meant to mean, I don't get that it. That does sound like marketing people have been near this. Yes. I think, unfortunately, they got hold of it before it was released. Mm-hmm. But what I will say, you do need to like a hexagon. That is one okay. thing. <laughs> I <laughs> loves me a hexagon. So that's brilliant. Yeah. But this design language is first seen on the EV6. The new Sportage is 30 mil longer, 10 mil wider, 10 mil higher. And the wheelbase is 10 mil longer as well, pr- which all provides more space inside. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and when you're inside, it's all been revamped and improved, much more modern look. And like it's not like the last one was bad. Hmm. but this does this feels very now and pushing very much towards premium side of things there's a few internal elements that you wouldn't expect to see or feel in a in a full on premium car but they are really pushing hard on the quality and the finish
0: it's a curious one now whenever you're listing the prices the prices overlap with the the Genesis GV70 that I drove hmm. yeah so yeah you know
1: there's a digital display if you're in the driver's seat, uh, and this uh, the con- center console curves round slightly, so it's sort of aimed at the driver a bit more rather than mm-hmm. like a flat slab across to let everybody see everything. Mm-hmm. But it's all integrated into one large unit, even though I think they are separate bits inside there. Yeah. And when you want to select things like the driver's mode, there's a dial, so it makes it, you know, you're not pressing a button, you're actually physically... Doing something so that's quite nice. <laughs> this is a family orientated car, so boot size is going to be uh, quite an important thing, and it's big—five hundred and forty liters with the seats up, and that figure uh-huh. doesn't really do it justice. To when you open the boot, it is a big space. It's seventeen hundred and fifteen liters with the rear seats folded, <laughs> so that's that Blimey should get heck. you to the tip with whatever you need to take with no problems. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice flat floor as well. It's got batteries underneath it, and it's got space for mm. the charging cable as well. And the re- they've got a retractable cover that goes over the luggage space, uh, as you would expect from the back seats. What about the curry hooks? Shockingly, there are no curry hooks in the boot. What?! This definitely loses two stars if we gave out stars. Fear not, Alan and dear listener. Kia have placed them in a new position. Possibly one of the greatest positionings of Curry Hooks. They're on the back of the front seats. Okay. That sounds sensible. Yes. When you put a bag on, it sits perfectly in the footwell with the height of them as well.
0: I confess, because of course I'm, I'm on the other side of the Atlantic at the minute, and I've been cruising around in a quite large SUV, larger than Sportage. And uh, I found that actually I don't want to put bags in the boot because the boot is too big. Mm. So they go everywhere. So I tend to have been putting them in the in the rear footwell. And so this is a perfect solution in that kind of situation. And I can imagine this is the case here too, where you've only got one bag and it's just going to be dwarfed by this massive boot yeah, and so so this is this is that's a
1: genius, genius. It's up there with the manufacturers that have put them uh, on the side of the center console in the front passenger footwell. If there's nobody there, it, it's that. Mm-hmm. I think it's been really well thought out. That has yeah. Uh, plus, also the you know, you, do you want the hassle of lifting the boot every time to get an bag out? So no. Well, I'm talking about the the rear seat space. Uh, there's tons of room there. It's got three and two, uh, well, two and two thirds, three quarter seats because of the size of the middle one. It's plenty of space. You could easily carry three people there for quite a distance. And I don't think that would be a bad thing for the center passenger at all. Okay. Additionally, because they, they weren't done with playing with the back of the front seats, there is USB charging points located in the side of those, those front seats. And they're designed in such a way, uh, as well. These seats that you can do a few useful things. So you can hang like jackets off the back of the headrest. Mm-hmm. So it's that front seat, rear, right behind it area has really been thought through. I mean, when you think of the the different things that you could use that space for, it's really been thought through on how people want to use that their car and that space. I, I'm really impressed with that. I know. I know that sounds quite you know a charging port where to hang a bag and where you put your coat you think that's all sorted but they've put it in and it's all neatly in there
0: yes that's up there with uh, some of the masters in the the sort of early to mid 2000s where the front passenger seat folded and it became a little table mm. it's it's up in in that sort of level of okay what what do people actually do here
1: yeah so up front um you've got tons of space it's especially sitting behind the wheel, as I mentioned before, it really feels like a jumping quality and, and actually it felt a special place. Hmm. I really did. I was driving along and I was going, I could see the rest of the family being in here and being like, Oh, this is nice. This is really nice, isn't it? And this is not a, this is not a dig or disservice to Kia or anything, but, and this is not going, Oh, it's, it's a Kia and it's nice. It's not that either because the last generation like i said that's not like that was bad in any no. way but this this is such a step up i really it's such a big step up and it's very special and i can see why they are selling a lot of them uh, the driving uh, well sorry uh, uh, hang on mojo gripe climate control panel is touchscreeny not not a fan of mm. that yeah but you uh, but but the temperature's of it, the
0: temperatures physical but how often do you touch it I was about to say to you, me,
1: not so much passengers. Just cut the hands off. Okay. After sakes, you. Andrew. After you. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm brave <laughs> enough to do that. <laughs> so driving it, it was actually pretty decent for such a large car. Okay. <laughs> it is a mid-sized family SUV. So I am not talking about, I would hurtle around the Nord slifer no. or anything like that, but to do like getting onto a dual carriageway without causing a panic to yourself and passengers, not a problem. Going mm. on B roads and A roads, again, driving to the conditions, absolutely no problem. And there was some like single track stuff I was on as well. And the the visibility's great, so I could anticipate in most of the instances if something was coming and you could get out the way and blah, all this sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it just felt a nice – this is from someone who, who's not a massive fan of SUVs but does acknowledge – And (laughs) acknowledge some of the plus points of them, I being able to see further down the road, (laughs) especially as hedges were growing and everything. I think I would arrive on any longish journey completely relaxed. Mm -hmm. Uh, The tech. Completely relaxed? Tech. Well, yes, because I'll have uh, muted the children. Uh, (laughs) The tech there was useful tech, helpful. It wasn't intrusive. Things like the lane-keeping assist was uh, not the sort that wanted to throw you in front of cars coming the other way. No. So I wasn't on edge going, is it about to do something daft to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, I very quickly was confident that it would work in a manner that I was expecting it to. Again, there's uh, with the, the Kia, it's very easy to switch off certain elements like the the lane-keeping assist. Mm -hmm. and automatic emergency braking, there are buttons for you to do that quickly if you so wish to. Yes. So that, again, is useful, particularly depending on the type of road you're doing. Like you go on a single lane and you have to sort of not be in the middle of the road. Sometimes these systems get funny with you. So Mm -hmm. that sort of thing is, again, it's thought out. Yeah. And that's what I really came away from this car is it was very good. And it had really been thought out of who was going to use it, what do they want to do with it. Cool, which is what you would expect and what you would hope for Yeah, uh, in in a
0: car of that style. Okie doke, next car you drove was the Kia Stonic, which is always a kind of funny name.
1: Yes, the Stonic. Uh, Stonic uh, in guise 2, uh, and that is a one-litre engine. This is a jacked-up hatchback I think it's it's not like a big full on SUV. It's like this. It's a small SUV, but it's not partic- It's not like mockers where they're t- quite high off the ground and you think they're going to wobble. It's more mm. jacked up hatchback. It's very much if, if there's a
0: grade between. It, it's a hatchback with some with some with some cladding around the wheel arches. Really. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let, let, let's be honest. It, it, it's at the. If it was
1: Ford, it would be the the sort of Focus Active. Yes, it's that, it's that sort of thing. <laughs> Whereas I was in one of the latest offerings from Kia, this was the other end of the spec model range, uh, <laughs> almost. So this car first came to our shores in 2017 and had a mid-life facelift in 2020. Okay. I have to say, though, it really feels like it is a generation or two behind their latest cars. Mm-hmm. The way, which it pretty much is, really, isn't well, it? Well, yeah. yeah, the way that uh and, and I'm not saying that makes it bad in any way. Again, like I was saying about the previous generation uh, Sportage, that they're not bad cars in any way. There are four trim levels. There's the two, which is the entries, GT Line Connect, and GT Line S. Prices start at 19,260 and go up to 23,310. Mm-hmm for the top of the range all again as ever this is all before you add any extras i had the one liter three-cylinder petrol engine in the two model and the other three trims are all petrol mild hybrid powered so only the two gives you a pure ice right this was effectively driving and car ownership really distilled and boiled down to we are giving you just what you need Mm -hmm. not extra flim flam we're not giving you extra toys and is is that always a bad thing no and again i am this is no uh, there is no bad marks from me for that mm. this is one of those cars that you know in 10 years time everything's still going to be working yeah yeah like that like the the handles won't be hanging off the door the indicator stalk will still feel Perfect, like it does now. The, the, a- the controls the aircon. Yes, it, it, <laughs> yes. Only something you might want. <laughs> it's
0: it. Well, it's uh, it's it, it probably a festival of the unexceptional entrant. In, yes. in, in
1: in twenty years' time. Yeah, I think so. There were quite a few hard plastics for those who <gasps> like who like to harp on about such things, but they were in areas where I wasn't. Touching, because I mm. didn't need to go and feel down in the bottom of the footwell or right right on the junction of the windscreen and the top of the dash. Yeah, you mean you're not grappling in the footwell on database. Look at the price point. Understand that Kia have a seven-year warranty as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they are building stuff that's going to last. It'll oh.
0: see you out. It'll be the yeah. last car you ever need. I'm, yes, sure I'm
1: going to get lynched from Kia PR for that. They'll have to take a, tr- uh, a flight to see you, though. Toy-wise, it was quite sparse in the two. Uh, as you climb the trim ladder, then you get more stuff, including the typical driver assistance aids uh, and and like toys being fitted. Mm. For example, this did have CarPlay, but it didn't have an inbuilt sat-nav. So if I needed the map, I've got CarPlay. It doesn't matter. What more do you need, really? And it sort of made me think... Do I need an inbuilt sort of? If you've given me CarPlay, but that's a discussion for another time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> with other people. If we go to the boot, flat, reasonably sized, it's three hundred and fifty-two liters. Considering this is effectively, it's a B plus, isn't small, it? Small mid-sized hatch, decent, really decent. And it's eleven hundred and fifty-five liters with the seats down, and it's got that again. This reminded me of like the last generation from this group has that drop floor ability hmm. where uh, personally I'd probably just have it down all the time just to give me that extra couple of inches or so uh, unless you need
0: this the smooth load floor then yeah
1: yeah yeah good curry hooks uh, on either side in the boot as well the rear perfectly fine bearing in mind you are not buying a limousine here mm-hmm. so space is proportional to the size of the vehicle uh, but it is very much two and a half seats in the back. You're not really buying this sort of car to transport five people, hundreds of miles all the time anyway. No. So no, no. again, appropriate for what the car is and what it's expecting to do or what you should be expecting to do with it. Mm. Up front, I have to say, I did feel a little bit perched on the seat, <laughs> uh, especially with the way the cabin's laid out. The stuff on the transmission tunnel is you, you do look down upon it. It is quite a way right. down, uh, and the seat. Let's put it this way: it's not of a Recaro grippy type. It is more mm-hmm. an seat that you will be. You're perfectly comfortable. Is, is it easier to get in and out of than it is? Yes. Better to gripping you in the corners. Yes, you are. You you are not not having to jump over side bolsters. Let's put it that. Okay. <laughs> Now, the three cylinder, one litre petrol engine, that was fun. Mm -hmm. Particularly as this was probably quite a light car, considering as well. And it, uh, we've had, I've had this before with three cylinder engines. It made just enough of a naughty noise for me to go, Ooh, I'll press that again. That's, I quite like that sound. Gear change was smooth and you are very much driving the car. That mm-hmm. it's there is no sense that technology is you you are occasionally doing something and the car's doing a lot for you. No, it's not that you're driving the car, you're doing the stuff, you're you're creating the inputs on which it is reacting to. You're not looking because you know, this this is a jacked up small SUV. You're not looking at lap times. It's a one liter three cylinder engine, again, so it's not going to be massively quick, but it's a reasonably priced car that does everything you probably need it to. And I was actually a little bit fond of it by the end, because it was like, I was doing stuff and it did everything I wanted it to do. Is it a little happy car? Yes, absolutely. Good. I've There's a lot to be said for little happy cars. I can see why they sell. Yeah, I can see why they sell, particularly that price point. That's
0: yeah, that's, very that's good price. Pretty, pretty good for what it is. Yeah. Next one. Do we want to be super quick on this one? Because I know that you've got one lined up to have for a bit longer. So maybe we want to just, I know there's there's loads of good notes here, but do we want to zip across some of
1: this? Yeah, I will uh, jump through this uh, pretty quick. So uh, I go from what felt like a few generations ago to the now and the uh, EV6. So that is, just to remind everybody their bespoke EV. Uh, it shares platform with the Ionic Five that we had um, and we reviewed not long ago. Mm-hmm. I, as Alan said, I've, I've got one of these now. We will be doing a full review in due course, um, which we will release. So I'm not going to go too much into it, except this is a different tack to how the Ionic Five has approached EVness. Because
0: because the Ionic Five approaches the EVness from a sort of Well, it's going to be a bit like your living room, but driving around a bit.
1: Yes, they've definitely gone for relaxed comfort is luxury. Sorry, Hyundai and the Ionic 5, you're talking about. Yes. With Kia, it's more set up as a, a GT. You are driving, you are part of all this process. And we are showing you that EVs can do the stuff you expect your internal, your pretty decently sized internal combustion engine vehicle mm. to do. So yes. that's that's where we're we're coming from on that. I liked it a lot, which is why I then badgered them a lot to say, can I have one for a week, please? So I am retrying EV ownership in my town and so far it's going very well. So it's much more positive than last time. <clears throat> Brace <laughs>
0: ourselves, everyone. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Goodness me okay uh last of the cars that you drove that day the proceed
1: no apostrophe yeah, yes the proceed and this um, I have to say this bit of the range has always perplexed me. they've got the okay. seed which is the hatchback mm. they've got the seed sports wagon which is the estate thingy and they've got proceed which is the sort of sporty fastback type really I
0: didn't even know the seed sport
1: wagon existed yeah Oops. seed cars are, is important for kia it's their third best-selling range for mm-hmm. them it, it is still important for for when everybody's going oh no it's everything's suvs it's not it's <laughs> people not still buy cars yeah. yeah so this was refreshed in 2020 that the styling the materials have been enhanced and all the rest of it um the proceed only comes in gt line flavor so that's has nice things attached to it make it feel inside a bit more sporty. The engine choice is a 1.5 litre turbo petrol, which is mated up to a very nice six-speed manual. Is is that a 1.5 turbo petrol um
0: mild hybrid as well?
1: No, this was no, just a petrol internal okay, cool. internal combustion engine. It's punchy enough to be warm. Okay. Um so it's no, we're not talking hot hatch, but it's reasonably warm. One of those that if you're driving with the family, no one would know that it's got a bit of poke, but if you're on your own and you're just going for a bit of a drive, you can have some fun with that's, that's what we're looking at in terms of things. Okay. You can do the sort of stuff you would expect with the family. There's plenty of space in the back. Let me just go to the boot though, before I forget, thanks to for its fastback shape. It's a really good size. Hmm. Uh, everyone who's listened to this show for any length of time knows I love a fastback. And again, I, I think says, says Sarboning Andrew. Yes. Just- they are better than hatchbacks. <laughs> I think they give more versatility, look better and everything, but yeah. So this has a uh, 595 liters with the seats up 1545 liters with the seats down, which is in the range of the sportage. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Yes, so it is. So, you know, it, it's, Really a practical, very much a practical car in in all this. The boot floor is flat. Uh, There's two curry hooks as well, but that's not the only trick. Oh, no. Another thing that made me very pleased with this car. There is a compartmentalized undercroft to the main floor area. There is a decent-sized storage area between the bumper and the main floor. It's Mm -hmm. deep, and it's full width. There is a narrow storage space on the right-hand side of the floor, accessed by flipping up a small panel. But that is not all. No, 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 no. Kia spoils us. There are two areas behind the wheel arches that can also be accessed by flipping up panel covers. So so are each
0: of these accessed through a different little hatch? Sorry, I'm I'm just trying to work out. So basically, the rear boot floor is like a series of trapdoors. Yes. That's what I've just done. There is from there that. is
1: so much there, I'm not sure that even I could fill them up with bits and bobs. It's brilliant. Oh, I know a man who could, but yes. Okay. <laughs> in the rear, the passengers get two and a half seats. Uh, there's pretty decent leg room. The headroom's pretty good as well. Even though it's a fast back, the the, the fastbackiness doesn't really drop off in the passenger area. So that's that's mm-hmm. good. The shoulders of the car are quite high though which yeah. is thanks to the design and the overall look of it. It's like the rear windows come up to meet the down bit of the roof line and all that. And
0: that'll contribute to that, to that massive boot space with the seats down. Cause yes. it'll be up to the window line, obviously.
1: Yeah. But it, it, you know, if, if, if you think about the marketing blurb of something, something's purpose, something, something sporty, that's the sort of <clears throat> look you're getting uh, when it comes to those rear windows and why they're quite so high in the front. I've said that there was the Stonic that felt car of yesterday, the Sportage and the EV6 car of the future. This felt very much the car of right now. It okay. is now. It is not you've gone forward a bit and brought something back, and it's not the past. It is. It just felt very now. Everything is where you'd expect it to be. There's no... Extras for electrification and all that sort of stuff. It's very much what we used to say about Kias and Hyundais. It just works. Everything mm-hmm. is where you want it to be, and it will do the thing you expect it to do by inputting it in the way that you think you should input it. Yes. Yeah, so Which is one of the great strengths. It's one of the reasons I like them. Yeah. As a someone who was jumping in and out of several cars over the day, that was helpful to not have to try and work out things very much my first world problem yes but that's a very specific use case and yes yeah but anyone getting in that car for the first time mm. straight off off up and running not a problem excellent i like that a lot actually yes i get that impression it's it's funny
0: how often on drive days like that like, like that it's it's the cars that you're not expecting that you you sort of end up liking the most you find the same with smmt events and stuff
1: yeah I I deliberately didn't go. Oh, I must try these cars. I just sort of went no. went up to them and went, "What have you got available?" They told me. I said, "Okay, I, I haven't tried that. I'll try that." That please. sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. And and that I and I really liked the opportunity to do that because I'm not necessarily sure I would have tried the Stonic mm-hmm. otherwise. No. no. And I think that would have. Uh, now I've tried it. That's that's a mistake to not do that sort of thing. I'm going
0: to be pretentious here and sort of our and trumpets and say this actually is one of the advantages of us not having a revolving door of press cars. Yeah. Is it does mean that on events like this, sure, you know, we we, we partly we just don't have, don't have the ability to furnish you with a special edition every week. But it, it, it means that there is more flexibility whenever you get a chance like this and, and to try lots of different stuff back to back and not get bored of it, I think.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. so yeah i agree anyway so
0: that was it for the cars you drove that you drove that day um so Mm -hmm. any sort
1: of final thoughts really well there was the i mean i I alluded to it just before but it it felt like i've just gone through a timeline of kia cars (laughs) the past now and the future and that was actually That's actually quite amazing to be able to do that without someone Mm. going, "Oh, here's our heritage fleet" or something like that, and yeah, that sort of stuff. This was this was cars you can buy now from a from a Kia dealer, and none of them felt in any way that they would let you down or was a bad choice as long Mm. as you were picking them for the the right reasons. Yes, Uh, and I think they are keenly priced as well. But I, I, I want to thank the Northern Group of Motion Writers for welcoming me into the group. And they did <laughs> so crazy, fantastically. Crazy well, masochists, yes. <laughs> yes. They, I didn't. I was very good. I was well-behaved. I didn't whinge about certain things I like to whinge about in front of them yet. But that's next time I <laughs> meet them. <laughs> that, that, that'll come. Yes. Watch out, members of the Northern Group, yes. yes. And also thank you to Kia for bringing all the cars that they did. Um, I mean, that was that was brilliant, uh, and it was, the hospitality and the support they provided Northern Group of Motion Writers as well, very much appreciated, and helped make sure that such events like that can happen, where all the people who write and produce content f- about cars could meet up in in such uh, circumstances and just chat and swap stories and all the rest of it, which is is not to be sniffed at.
0: No no especially not these days i think we've realised just how much that's not to be sniffed at generally mm-hmm. yeah awesome thank you andrew that sounds like it was a it was a pretty good day and and lots of stuff lots of stuff tried then so uh yeah well done andrew uh don't forget that between now and next time you can give us any feedback share your thoughts to the show at motoring podcast on twitter and instagram or on facebook and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com the hub of all our activities please don't forget to leave a review and rate you on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, or however
1: your podcast app lets you do such a thing andrew what's the best way to get in touch with you best way to get in touch with me is via twitter if you search for crack windscreen you should find me there and alan if people would like to get in touch with you personally what's the best way for them to do that
0: uh, the best way, again, is Twitter, where I'm at AJPBradley. That's B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. Uh, we'll be back next week. But until then, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues, And safe motoring.